So we made it to a second episode. I know, frightening. And actually some people have even listened to it, which is even more amazing. I know. We must be doing something right. We've even got one review. And it wasn't a bad one either. Yeah, thank you, Anna. Anna McCarthy, who's a wedding photographer uh, and portrait photographer somewhere, I think, in the south of the London area, who um, gave us a nice review. And uh, we do know Anna, which helps, I guess. But thank you, Anna. We do appreciate it. So, uh, yes, our second episode. Uh, so today we have our first guest speaker, or guest interviewee, and that's Karen Thomas from A Cakes by Kit. Karen is a great cake maker who uh, we've known now for a number of years in the wedding business here in the Thames Valley, and uh, we'll be hearing a bit more about how she makes the cakes and how her business got started. But uh, we should, I guess, first of all say it's quite a special day for Sam and I today. Yes, yeah. frightening. It's our 18th wedding anniversary. Why is it frightening? Because I've been stuck with you for that long. It's great when you hear love in the air, isn't it? Eh? I know. Yeah, well, you know I love you really, darling. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> well, we can't be doing that badly if we work together um, at weddings and live together. And we're still here. We are. Yes, 18 years of constant bliss, darling. Yes. Delightful. So, yeah, we're going to have a quiet day. We're going to have uh, our daughter and her boyfriend around for dinner. Um, perhaps uh, watch uh, a film a bit later after I've suffered my football team getting beat at the Wolves today, probably. Negative. You shouldn't be negative. I tell you this all the time. You know, you they may win. They may surprise you. Yeah, they might do. But then pigs might fly as well. Stephen. Uh, Stop it. As a long-suffering Aston Villa supporter, believe me, I, I know what I'm talking about. But then uh, this week's quite a big week for us as well, or an interesting week. We're off to Bath on Tuesday. Yes, looking forward to that. So uh, we're going to the, the second ex-wedding conference. The ex-wedding conference is a conference organised by uh, our good friend and great photographer, Kevin Mullins, who is a Fujifilm ambassador. And he's got a great programme of guest speakers coming along and there's going to be about 65 people, I think, mostly, but not all um, wedding photographers and mostly, but not all Fujifilm shooters. And there's a, a whole day of, of uh, good speakers and good talks on the first day and a second day of electives, um, st- uh, photo walks and uh, Neil James, I think, doing a thing on um, on using audio with photography as well. Yes, that should be interesting. We've had some time with him and he's very interesting and knows exactly what he's talking about. So. He does, he does. So, yeah, most importantly, I think as well, we'll get a chance to drink a lot of beer, <laughs> if it's anything like last year. Just one or two. Uh, so we'll take our drinking heads and also probably have a curry or two as well. Oh, joy. Curry. No, you like curry, really. Stephen, we have curry every week. Mm. Whenever you want anything, it's curry. Mm. Okay. True to my roots. Mm, no so by the time you're listening to this, we'll actually probably be in the, in the pub at uh, the Bath Brew House, probably. Yeah, and it's, that's a good brew house, that is. And then Thursday, I'm flying up to Glasgow. You're going to drop me off at Bristol Airport, I hope. Well, if you're kind to me, yeah. <laughs> so I've been invited up to um, Loxley Colour, the uh, professional lab and printers in Scotland, in Glasgow. Uh, I was fortunate enough to win their uh, reportage round of their, of their wedding photography competition. They're running this year with Photography News. And uh, you've made it perfectly clear to absolutely everybody that it's your photo. It is my photo. <laughs> I know, but you've made it blatantly clear to everybody that it's your photo. And, and your point is? Nothing, doesn't matter. <laughs> did, did you want to hold the camera at the same time when I pressed the shutter? Or No, it's just that it's normally, it's normal. It's, you, you just, yeah, don't worry. Okay, 
moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, it's um, uh, their winning photography of the year dinner. Uh, so there'll be other people there, I guess, and uh, and a final award. And uh, I'm not expecting to win anything, but it's lovely Negative to be invited. Again. Well, stop it. So uh, we'll move on to the interview with Karen in just a moment. But just uh, just a reminder that we do want this show to be interactive uh, for all those thousands of people listening to us out there. So if you're uh, a bride or a bride-to-be, should I say, or a groom-to-be, or even a parent of a bride or a groom-to-be. Uh, if you've got any questions about recommended suppliers in the Thames Valley area or um, recommended photographers or how we work or generally how to make contact with people, then we'd love to hear from you. The email address is just simply samandstevephotography at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, if we get some questions into the show, we'll certainly read a few out. And uh, who knows, we may even have some spot prizes in the future at some stage. So we're going to move on now to the interview. And uh, it was just me and Karen uh, in Karen's office, uh, surrounded by uh, her wonderful mock-up uh, wedding cake she uses for wedding fairs. And the first thing I asked Karen was just to tell us a little bit about who she is and who, how she got started. Karen, it's so good of you to agree to be on the Sam and Steve podcast. Thanks so much for taking your time to have a chat with you. We've we've known you now in the wedding business for a number of years and often seen you at weddings um, preparing and delivering cakes. But I'm conscious for the listeners on the on the podcast who perhaps haven't heard of, of, of Karen and Cakes by Kit. Who is Karen? Who is Karen Thomas? Well, my name's Karen. I've been running my business Cakes by Kit for a few years. But prior to that, I had another existence altogether. We used to live in London and I worked for um, a large multinational company in their buying department. That was my career post-graduating. After that, um, I stopped and had a family. And so I was a stay-at-home mum for a few years. Then about 20, 22 years ago, we moved away from London um, and I had a career rethink completely. Still not into cakes completely, although I always bake. Um, so I trained and I became a teacher. Okay, quite um, a change. It was a big change, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, huge change. But it fitted well with family life. Um, it was always a career that I had considered, but hadn't gone into straight away. So I thought, yes, I will do this. Had a I had a great career as a teacher, very hard work, um, you know, very rewarding, working with small children. But then again, I thought, I think it's time for me to change again. The stresses of teaching became a little bit mm, um, more sure. than I wanted to, I can imagine, to manage. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. So yes, so that's sort of what I did before I became Cakes by Kit. So why the, the move into, into, into wedding and birthday cakes and, and celebration cakes generally? Why, why, why move into baking and, uh, and start a business? I think it's something that I'd always done. My mother and my grandmother had been bakers, home bakers. Um, in fact, my mother made my wedding cake. So it'd always been something that I'd done. I'd always baked. Um, when the children were small and we were still living at London at that time as a stay-at-home mum, I needed something other than childcare to occupy me. So um, I went to cake classes and learnt how to decorate cakes um, in Richmond, okay. West London. So I went for two years. Two winters I spent learning the trade. And then I started practising it, uh, mostly for family and friends. And they covered the costs, as I say, because I was a stay-at-home mum. But I wasn't really making money from it. So it was really always in me. I think the baking and the creative side of it, I really very much enjoyed learning about. Um, why, why Cakes by Kit? Where does the name Kit come from? My family uh, started calling me Kit. When I was born, uh, my older brother, who was four at the time, first time he met me, he uh, came in to see his little sister. 
And um, he said to my parents, apparently, oh, she looks just like a kitten. Um, okay. And so from then on, my family <laughs> called me Kit. And it's stuck ever since. And it's stuck ever since. Okay. So when I was looking for a name for the business, um, I started off thinking Karen's Cakes, Cakes by Karen. And then, of course, my brothers both said, <laughs> well, it's got to be Cakes by Kit. You Perfect. Know? <laughs> yeah, well, it's certainly memorable. And, uh, and, and as you say, it's a bit different to, uh, to just using your name, really. So, uh, so typically, how many, how many wedding cakes would you make or how many cakes generally would you make in a, in a year? Wedding cakes is a large portion of what I do. Um, and currently I'm doing about 80 wedding cakes a year. Um, 80? 80, 80, wow. yes. Wow. <laughs> good grief. <laughs> so hence I'm quite busy, I'm which, sure is, you are. which is good. <laughs> but I don't like being bored, you know, it's good to, it's good to keep busy. Um, I also do birthday and celebration cakes. Okay. And, and I think I did count last year and I'd done over 300 I think cakes in total wow. if you include the wedding cakes so it certainly keeps me very busy um, I'm sure yes. and is it just you or do you have somebody that works with you as well well I now have help um, I don't think I could quite manage that I did wonder no <laughs> I think I mean working five or six days a week is fine in the summer months but there's just not enough hours in the day mm. otherwise so no I have Gemma um, who helps me she's very very creative she comes in part-time during the week um, she does the occasional wedding fair for me, but okay. she is my super model maker. She makes <laughs> wonderful models for the children's cakes, for christening cakes, sure. and and brides and grooms and things for the wedding cakes. Okay. So yes, I do have help. Good. I'm glad to hear it for that uh, <laughs> that amount of work. So so we're just looking at uh, at some cakes here in in your in your uh, office here. I guess then they're, they're mock-ups rather than than uh, finished cakes. But yeah. um, there's a one I'm looking at particularly, which is. Um, quite seasonal for now it's an autonomous looking cake with a beautiful design of of autumn flowers and autumn colors i have no idea what will be involved in making a cake like that so perhaps you could just talk us through the process of how you would make something like that and what what will go into it and, and how long it would take really yeah okay well i think with the cake like that the process would start part of it could start some time before a week a few weeks before okay. the the leaves that are decorating the cake and the um, acorns and pine cones can all be made two or three weeks two or three months ahead if necessarily but okay. usually it's about two to three weeks before we so, would start. so are they icing or is that um... they are made from sugar they're okay. made from a particular type of sugar paste right. that has a hardener in it so they do set really hard okay and they don't go stale you know as long as you keep them dry and you know um covered they're absolutely fine for a few weeks. So those would be made two to three weeks and left to set. And then the cake itself, the process usually starts about three days before the wedding, where we bake the cakes, okay. fill them and put them in the fridge. Then the next day they would be coated with a roll-out sugar icing. In this particular case, I've used some marbled icing, mixed the colours to make it look like a marbled effect on one layer. Um, another layer has been coated with like a sheen, like a bronze-coloured sheen. And then the bottom layer been made to look like a bark tree. And this is done using um, a, a special rubber mould, silicon mould, to make the bark effect wow. um, okay. texture on the cake. So then the cakes, are, once they're covered in the icing, um, they will be stacked using plastic dowels inside the cakes to support the weight of the cake above. Oh, grief, I had no idea. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They're, they're just like the thickness of a pencil and you sure. can cut them to the height of the cake. Okay. So that means that each cake is sitting on a cake board, Not on no, nothing bears the weight of the cakes above. It's all 
very well structured because we don't we don't do collapsing cakes at Facebook here. Um, so yeah, so that's how we we get them to be tiered cakes. In this case, four. Yeah. And then that can then be left overnight. And the following, the last day before the wedding is when the decorations will be added. So all the leaves and the berries and the flowers and things would be added by using either some edible glue or right. a little bit of royal icing to stick them onto the cake. Amazing. Yeah. I, I had no idea it was so complicated. <laughs> I, I, I have never made a cake. So, so typically how many, how many hours is that in, involved in? Probably between 10 and 12, I should wow. think, in total. Wow. Um, and sometimes if the cakes are very large, I mean, that one's sort of an average cake that feeds about 100 people. But okay. for some of the larger weddings where we might go five tiers or more. Five would, tiers, great. Yes, I would be delivering it in sections. So I'd go to the to the venue with half the cakes in two halves and then I have to finish it off at the venue. Okay. Because um, otherwise they're too heavy to carry. Sure. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So so a cake like that, would it be different layers inside, different flavours? Or would it all yeah. be the same? Or yeah. I guess it depends what the customer wants. But Absolutely. It can be different flavours. Most often people will choose three or four flavours for a four-tier cake. Okay. Give, give me cake. an example of the flavours you would use typically. Okay. Well, the most popular flavours that get offered out when they come for cake tastings is a vanilla, yep. the lemon drizzle you mentioned. Yeah, my favourite. <laughs> and a chocolate sponge. And then I do a very rich chocolate fudge cake, which has got butter and chocolate and cream actually in the cake itself. So it's very rich and very, very chocolatey. Okay. Um, wow. There's carrot cake, salted caramel and red velvet. Those are the most popular flavours. Have you had a particularly unusual flavour at all? Yeah, I've been asked to do ginger cake. Okay. It's, uh, there's one that is probably less popular, but mm. I have been asked to do that. I love I, ginger cake. Ooh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, custard. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice at this time of year, actually, ginger mm, cake. Absolutely. Something about autumn. Mm. And then I can do other flavours, coffee cake. I mean, it's more to do with the fillings. Sometimes people want me to mix up with different fillings, put different, different jams, um, different curds inside the cake. So there's, okay. there's a huge variety that we can offer. So I guess one of the things that um, customers would want to know, what's the sort of food safety regulations now that a professional cake maker like you would have to adhere to? We all have to do like a, an online course, which is basic food hygiene. And that certificate gets renewed, I think it's every three years. Okay. And so, you know, the online course is excellent because it teaches you all you need to know about the food hygiene. And then the, your local authority will come out and inspect your kitchens um, usually every three years um, initially. And then I think if you have a high rating, it, it, they make it every five years. But every three years, someone comes out and inspects your kitchen. Okay. Um, Is that at random or do, uh, do you get warning? You do, you do get warning. Okay. Um, and as a cake maker, we're considered quite low risk the most risky element of our cakes is the eggs mm. so it's the storage of the eggs the freshness of the eggs and how you handle them in terms of disposing of so you haven't got raw egg white everywhere um, <laughs> <laughs> contaminating your kitchen sure. um, so that's the most risky thing which so we're considered quite low risk as mm. an industry mm. but we still have to adhere to certain things we have to have separate utensils for baking our cakes to our home baking um, separate baking tins and things like that. Mm. Um, the equipment can be shared, but, you know, they, they talk about the cloths you use to clean things. And so it goes into an awful lot of detail. Okay. So, yes, it's quite a long a long process. They're usually with us for about an hour. Right, but yeah. obviously an important part of the process. Uh, yes, certainly. absolutely, yeah. So what would you say has been the most un unusual wedding you've uh, worked at or something that's been um, amusing or uh, a funny story from a particular wedding at all? 
there's been a, there's been a few. I, I get asked to do some quite unusual cakes, mm. um, but one of the things that strikes a chord is a couple that um, came for a tasting, and uh, the groom to be wanted characters from Star Wars oh, on really? the top of their cakes, and the brood. The bride completely vetoed that idea. Oh, okay. It was like, no, no, you're just definitely <laughs> not having that. So they went for something much more traditional. Mm. Um, but then uh, several months later, I got a very lovely thank you from them, including a picture on the front of the bride and the groom and two stormtroopers that had turned up at the wedding. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So well, the, announced. <laughs> unannounced. Wow. The, the groom had organised it as a photo opportunity. So he didn't get them on his cake, but he, he got them at his wedding. Fantastic. <laughs> stormtroopers, wow. Yeah. And what about a, a particularly unusual sort of cake design or request for a particular mould or a, a figure or something on a cake? Any any stories there you could think of? Yeah. Um, there, was, there was one about three years ago and it was um, a more mature couple, should we say getting married in fact um, the the bride-to-be was a a friend of mine and she wanted a particular cake and so did he they had very certain ideas so they ended up with two cakes both of them two tiers one of them had um, her family of cats all over it so they're about cats cats, yeah so about eight cats on her cake Okay. And he was interested in wrestling. Oh. Um, so on his cake... The mind boggles, wrestling yes, cakes. Yes, yeah, so he had wrestlers, little figures of wrestlers. So Gemma came into her own there making these little model um, wrestlers. So he had those. But the funniest part was the bride and groom topper. They got married in August and they had Father Christmas and Mrs Christmas on the top of the cake. So it was a very, very personal, very unusual cake, but they absolutely. were absolutely thrilled with it. So, well, that's what matters. And, and I, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're having a wedding cake, surely it has to be, uh, you know, what, what you want and, and the design you're looking for. And, uh, and, and clearly, Karen, that's something that you're very pleased to, uh, to, to cater for for your customers, really. So yeah, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So you, typically in the past, you've done sort of 80, 80 cakes a year. How, how's 2020 looking for you? Yeah, it's looking like it will probably be a similar number. Um, <laughs> by, yeah, absolutely. By this time of year, I've usually got about 50% of my bookings in. January, February, March is a busy time for bookings. Yeah. Um, Why is that? Is it after I think, Christmas? Or? I think it's after Christmas. Yeah. I think people think, right, I'm getting married this year, I must sort the cake out. Mm. So I think that's probably why. I have got several months next year that I am already fully booked, okay. but um, availability in the sort of season just pre-summer, post-summer is still there. Okay. So I'm, I'm So the spring confident. months, the autumn months, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah spring and autumn, there's still still availability. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I'm sh- pretty sure I will be up to my usual 80 or so. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure we'll see you at, uh, at lots of weddings. We've got 35 weddings, I think, for next year. And I'm sure some of those will overlap with you. They I, normally I they normally do, Karen. I normally see you when, when, I, when Sam's doing bridal prep and I'm uh, wandering around the venue looking for photos. That's when I normally bump into you yeah. as you're setting the cake setting up. Setting the cake uh, up, yeah. <laughs> So what about the future of the cake uh, wedding with the wedding cake business? You know, what kind of trends are you seeing for the future? Well, there's been trend for the last two or three years away from the sugar coated cakes, the fondant coated cakes towards the more natural, what they call naked and semi naked cakes, which are cakes that are finished with a little bit of buttercream or just with some fresh fruit and fresh flowers but they don't Um, have the icing around they don't have the roll out icing um i'm hearing people say oh we don't like the taste of it it's too sweet Mm. um yeah i can see that a lot of brides and grooms are coming to me saying that i think alongside that also because of where we live there's quite a lot of um barn venues outdoor venues so the more rustic style with the fresh flowers and fruit does suit that kind of wedding okay and I, I see that continuing, really. Um, I still do some decorated cakes, a fair few, but they seem to be a bit more simple, um, mm. not overly fussy. So um, 
So yeah, that's mostly what I'm seeing. And what about Cakes for Kit as a business? What what where do you see your business going in the in the future? What what sort of trends are you seeing for your business as such? I think I kind of will carry on pretty much doing the same capacity that I am at the moment. I'm quite happy with that. With Gemma's support, you know, we, we do manage the volume that we have. And I'm quite happy with that. I am looking into perhaps offering some teaching of cake decorating. Oh, I, have, really? I have been approached by a few people who've said they would be interested in learning some of the skills that I can pass on. And I'm considering doing that perhaps during the winter months um, so that would be like a one-to-one mentoring mentoring coaching kind of thing i think so i think it would be one-to-one um i mean i've got um, a bride and mother at the moment interested in lessons so that they can create their own cake oh, wow. that kind of thing so it would be very personalized um i don't really want to get into big classes of people no i'd rather offer a personal service mm. And alongside that, I also mentor a young cake maker who's learning the skills and building up her own business, you know, to be a cake business in the future. So, yeah. You don't see that as sort of growing competition for the future or? Well, there's there's room for all of us out there, I Mm. think, with cake makers. I think we all offer something slightly different. Um, She's she's not based right on my doorstep. So in terms of competition, I I don't really see it as a problem. As I said, it's good to encourage young people to develop these skills. No, I, I totally think. agree, and, and and we have a similar sort of view for the coaching that we we do in photography. There's a number of people that we've we've coached and mentored in the wedding photography business, and as you say, there's a there's plenty of room for us all out there. I think really absolutely, so. yeah. Karen, it's been it's been wonderful to have um, you know some time with you this morning and to find out a bit more about your business for the listeners um, on the show. Just where can people find out more about uh, Karen? So where, you're based here in, in um, Brackley in Northamptonshire. What what areas do you cover? Yeah, well, I'm based in uh, South Northamptonshire. So I, I deliver cakes usually within about an hour to an hour and a half. So I go out into Northamptonshire, Oxfordshire, Buckinghamshire, Warwickshire. Okay. Um, that's mostly the area I cover. So yes, I'm... I'm I'm available for those areas really. And um, website, where? What's your website? My website is uh, www.cakesbykit.com. And are you? I know you are active on social media. What would be the best places for people to find you on social media? On social media, um, P- um, Pinterest is a great place because it's a very visual mm, place, and I do update that quite regularly. Um, Instagram and Facebook still the places that uh, you'll see my most recent work. And the reviews of my work would be mostly on Facebook and, and Google. So, and yeah. and uh, I can certainly say Karen has some fantastic reviews there. So so we'll put all those uh, links to those um, to the website, to the social media channel on the show notes so people can find uh, find out more, see some of Karen's fantastic uh, cakes. Um, don't miss the opportunity if Karen is uh, showing at a, at a wedding fair, don't miss the opportunity to come along and try some. Certainly when we work on a wedding fair, the highlight of the wedding fair is packing up when Karen has some samples left at the end of the day. And we, <laughs> we always look forward to that. Karen, it's been great uh, talking to you this morning. Thanks so much for your time and uh, have a successful 2020 and we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. So, yeah, big thank you, Karen, and uh, looking forward to seeing you soon. So what are we doing next week? Uh, We are interviewing uh, one of our photography friends who we met at last year's Fujifilm event and he lives in the States. Yeah, so Jay Farrell, Jay, for listening, hi. Um, so we've got Jay Farrell coming up on the show. Jay is a, uh, a wedding photographer based in Nashville, Tennessee. He is, a, is somebody who we've known now through the Fuji world for a couple of years. He came to stay with us, in fact, when when we came to the Ex-Weddings Conference last June. Uh, Jay is also, though, a published author. Jay has a books published on abandoned photography. He's built up a whole following of his photos his great photos of abandoned buildings throughout the sort of tennessee kentucky 
in fact, all over the United States now. So Jay will be on next week telling us a bit about how he works and how he's managed to become a published author, uh, overcoming some challenges, including ADHD. So uh, looking forward to, to hosting that show next week. So don't forget, as I say, if you've got any questions, samastephotography at gmail.com. If you want to know anything more about us, our website is www.samandstevephotography.com And our Instagram Sam and Steve Photography And Twitter at Sam and Steve V Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now. Bye bye.